This week's episode made possible by our friends at Independent Bank. You can learn more about them at i-bankonline.com. Good morning, Memphis. It is another Tuesday here in the 901, which means it is time for another episode of Meanwhile in Memphis. Uh, We are New Memphis. We are here to bring you the show. I am Christy Mullen, and I'm here with my lovely co-host, Anna Thompson. Good morning. Happy Terrific Tuesday. Oh, okay. Putting the Terrific Tuesday spin on it. I'm I'm feeling it. I've had a lot of caffeine this morning, (laughs) so I'm... In it to win it today. You are amped. I'm. I love it. I have not had any caffeine today, so you know I'm way behind and lagging. But guys, we have a very fun show in store for you today. Um, we. I don't even know how to express how excited I am because this show that we have for you is just highlighting and elevating the voices of the next generation of today. And we are so focused toward the future at New Memphis and uplifting those um, who are going to have it in their hands. So first up, we are going to have our own New Memphis intern, Logan Waters. He will be joining us to speak about not only his intern experiences in our city, but also the importance of leading as a collegian. The thing I'm excited about for him is that like, instead of you hearing me and Christy tell you what we think collegians want, um, we have an actual collegian here today. Today, telling you what they want yes, from, from employers the yes to what they need in a city to stay and call it home retain that talent guys and a little later we will also be joined by Shelly Gilmore who serves as the human resources associate at the Peer Power Foundation an organization dedicated to recruiting and training high-performing college students that will in turn tutor in the public school classrooms and mentor high school students uh, they encourage active learning valuing education and just being personally accountable for their futures and they do such great work in the city at they do um something that you may or may not know about pure power is that it was founded by charles McVean. and fun fact um back in 2013 i was working at contemporary <laughs> media inc our lovely friends over at memphis magazine yeah. and such and charles McVean actually won an innovation award for pure power that year so oh, wow. i got the opportunity to kind of tag along and see some of the interviews and the portraits and things like that done he um he was a true Memphis champion in Mm -hmm. every nature of that word. Um, A big philanthropist and innovator. And uh, again, for those who may not know, he not only founded Peer Power, but he was, he helped spearhead the Big River Crossing project, which has been truly instrumental for our city. Um, So I am always really excited to hear about projects that he has been involved with. And so Peer Power is no exception to that. That's a very interesting tidbit of info. I didn't know all of that. That's I'm learning stuff new this morning too, Memphis. Yes. Uh, but yes, this episode, if you're wondering kind of how these things intersect, it's all about that next gen. The next gen is coming in and they're coming in strong. We need to understand what they want from their future workforce. What is it that they're looking for? How do we bridge the divide that exists, not only between millennials and Gen Z, but those that exist above us and even that are incoming after Gen Z? I mean, the times are changing and we got to keep up. So let's just roll into this episode and figure out ways we can do it together. Absolutely. Let's go. All right, guys, welcome Logan to the studio. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me. We're super happy to have you here. I know you're our intern right now. Um, you haven't gotten to be in office too terribly much, though. 
No, not not yet, but I believe there's a lot of opportunity. Yeah, for there the definitely is. So since you are our current intern, we have a lot to dive into today with you. But before we do that, we would like you to just introduce yourself to the listening audience. Give us a little background about you and how you got to Memphis. Yeah, sure. Uh, so for everyone listening, uh, obviously, my name is Logan Waters. I am a management major uh, student at University of Memphis. I'm currently a junior there. I still have three semesters remaining. Uh, to really sum up me in a nutshell, my life is really centered around school, CrossFit, and really just religion. Uh, I spend probably way more time in the gym than I need to. Um, <laughs> I'm like, things you will never hear me say. <laughs> I know, right? Anytime I'm not in the gym or, you know, focusing on school, I'm spending my time, uh, you know, diving in with other people and just having good fellowship, you know, talking about Christianity, whatever yeah. that may consist of. Very cool. Awesome. So you are a student at U of M, correct? Yes, ma'am. So what made you choose University of Memphis? Are you a native Memphian? Did you move here? I am a native Memphian. I grew up out in Arlington, so I went to Arlington High School, graduated from there in 2019. Um, why University of Memphis is a great question. Looking back on my history, I would definitely say I was associated with the lower class. And so for me and my family, family's always been the number one priority mm -hmm. for me. So whenever I was in high school trying to determine where do I want to go to college, I knew that, you know, financials were a very huge they're thing. Gonna, yeah. A huge thing. They're going to play a very big impact and, you know, what my future looked like, especially for, you know, my family if they needed to cover any sort yeah. of tuition cost. And then, of course, just uh, like I said, family's big, so I wanted to stay, you know, near them, be able to support them however I needed to. Not to mention, you know, family's typically your biggest, you know, support system. Mm -hmm. um, so, I, for me, my mom is my biggest fan. I couldn't <laughs> I love it. be happier about Shout that. Shout out to moms. Shout out to moms. Um, so I definitely wanted her to be there during that experience for me. And University of Memphis really gave me that opportunity. Um, and going back towards the financials aspect of things, University of Memphis has been very generous and has, you know, been able to cover all of my tuition and my books mm -hmm. with the scholarships and um, snaps for University of Memphis. Snaps for University of Memphis. So that's just been a really good opportunity there, and I uh, couldn't be more grateful. Yeah, they kept you here in the city. That's an amazing thing. Yes, ma'am. Um, so, how did you find out about New Memphis? How did I find out about New Memphis? <laughs> so. I want to say in the peak of COVID, I was doing an internship with New Mem or not New Memphis, <laughs> uh, Northwestern Mutual. And Northwestern oh, yeah. Mutual, uh, I know they support New Memphis a ton, and New mm -hmm. Memphis does a lot for Northwestern Mutual. Um, and my college director at the time, he said, Logan, there's going to be a meeting for, or with this company called New Memphis. They're coming in. They're going to tell us a little bit more about what, I guess, Memphis has to offer for you know, college students and how we can get you a little bit more engaged and give you the opportunity to network with other professionals and just be able to, you know, get your feet in the water of what Memphis really is. Yeah. And, you know, me being me, I didn't really want to go to this meeting. I didn't know what it was all about. <laughs> I, I tried to get out of it by, you know, scheduling something else. Um, unfortunately, and fortunately. I was about to say, <laughs> fortunately. Thank you. <laughs> unfortunately, in the moment. Yes. Yes. My meeting did not last too long, and I <laughs> ended up needing to go to this meeting and be in attendance. And there I got the wonderful opportunity to meet Elise, and Elise was able to, uh, you know, pull me in, talk to me about, you know, some of the opportunities that New Memphis is offering. Mm -hmm. um, 
and I slowly began to really build a relationship with this nonprofit that I've never heard of. And they really showed me, you know, what it is that Memphis itself, like I said, has to offer. Um, and over time, I slowly started to meet all these different professionals, get tied in with the Accelerate program. Um, and so, yeah, you, as you mentioned, you were a participant in the Accelerate program. I would love, I feel like the listeners always get to hear our point of view about what our collegiate work is. So it's great to have a collegian who's actually been through the Accelerate program here. And so I would love if you would just share with us a little bit about from your point of view, what the launch and Accelerate work is and what it meant to you to go through it. Yeah, so launch has been great for me. Uh, you know, it's really given me the ability to network and build community with people my age and uh, really do that in an environment that's welcoming and encouraging to everyone. Um, so just being able to do that, meet people, build those re- relationships that mm-hmm. I think will be long-lasting has been great for me. Um, and then just kind of talking about Accelerate a little bit, that's where I would say I got really plugged in with New Memphis. Uh, you know, Megan Eccles, she's the director of that, and she has been extremely welcoming and has a really good passion for, I guess, my growth and the growth of others in that class, that cohort. Mm -hmm. And she was just so focused on developing and activating talent within that. Um, So to describe, I guess, the Accelerate program, it's a cohort over, a cohort that meets together regularly over, you know, a semester-long session. <clears throat> and they focus on just becoming more self-aware of what it is that you have to offer, uh, you know, practicing classroom norms and just being able to network with other professionals and understand what it is they're looking for whenever you are entering the workforce. Um, and, of course, during that process, you're getting mentored by them. You're being able to ask them questions and uh, really just understand what it is they want. And then at the same time, they're asking you these questions in return which allows them to understand what it is that you want from them. Yes. I love that piece of the work, I think, the most. Because it really reminds me of a job interview. Because when you go into a job interview, right, like you know you're getting interviewed for a position. But it is equally an interview for you as well. Um, because you're trying to see if you're a fit for the company. So I think Accelerate is a cool tie-in to all of those things. So I loved hearing your point of view about that. If you're speaking to other college students right now on the air, or, you know, it could be parents of college students that are listening to us, Mm -hmm. how would you encourage other people your age to apply for the Accelerate program, and why should they do it? I would encourage college students to uh, apply for the Accelerate program for a a number of reasons. Um, Essentially, I think the biggest thing that I was able to get out of it Mm -hmm. was the self-awareness piece. Um, I was able to dive into knowing who I am, what my values are, where it is that I want to go, uh, I guess the different business aspects that I wasn't able to see, you know, what it is that I like, what I didn't like within different companies, um, being able to meet, you know, the number of different uh, mentors, like I said. Absolutely, yeah. I think during the course of the Accelerate program, I probably got in touch with close to, I would say in between 10 and 15 different employers. Ooh, love to hear it. Yeah. Just being able to do that opens up a lot of doors. And I would say the best way to really get to know what the Accelerate program is is just by visiting the website, um, being able to research up on them and see what it is that they're doing for yourself Mm -hmm. is a a big deal. Um, And I I just really love that the website is so easily accessible and um, 
Yeah. So why do you think, um, so a question I'm always intrigued by is why do you think like it's important for college students to kind of get out of their comfort zone a little bit? Like when I was, at least when I remember when I was in college, which I'm not going to say. Many moons ago when I was in college. Many moons ago. I'm not going to say how many years ago. Not that long ago. But I feel like it was very easy to want to stay on campus. It was very easy to just kind of go to class and be with my friends and do the like typical day in and day out things. Why do you think it um, is important to kind of get a little bit outside of your comfort zone or go out for something that you may not have originally or even in high school, you know, even thought about um, like whether it be student government or internships or something like New Memphis Accelerator launch? Yeah. And I, I really love that question, you know, why should we be uncomfortable? And I think it all goes back towards, you know, being willing to challenge yourself to grow and just become a person that you weren't yesterday. Um, I believe that way too often students are, you know, too comfortable and too relaxed and they're not willing to explore the opportunities that the city has to offer or even their campus themselves. There's so um, much to offer too. There's so much to offer. You know, whether that be getting to know different professors and what their experiences are or just being able to go and walk into a random, you know, whether it be a coffee shop or a business and just saying, hey, I'd like to speak with somebody just to learn, you know, what it is that they're going through, what it is they have to offer. I remember my first time in the Accelerate program, uh, I got introduced to a man named Sebastian. Mm -hmm. And it was so awkward being able to, uh, I guess, have that introduction because I knew that he was someone who was way above where I am today. Uh, But being able to just go and talk to him and understand, I guess, his experience and how he was in my shoes, you know, 10 years ago Mm -hmm. and how far he's come today. And the reason that he was able to come this far is because he was willing to ask the hard questions and getting out of his comfort zone in the process. It, it makes a, it means a lot to a college student. Logan, thank you so much for answering our questions. I know that early morning interviews are intimidating and can (laughs) be very fun, but also scary. So we are so happy that you are here with us, and we're so happy that you've been our intern. Um, Guys, if you see him out and about flyering campus, please, please come up to him and say hello. He would love to talk to you about our programming. Um, And make more connections. Yeah, we love transforming Memphis with the power of connection, right? Ha ha. I know. Okay. Well, thank you so much. We'll see you next time. Awesome. Thank you. Bye. Welcome, Shelly. How are you? I'm doing good. Good. I'm so happy to have you here. I know we were talking, guys, just a little behind the scenes. Look, we were talking uh, before we started recording about how Shelly is a big podcast listener, and she is... I mean, this is perfect for you. Yes. It's a yes. perfect medium. I'm fulfilling a dream. Yes. Oh, I love it. <laughs> New Memphis, it loves making dreams happen. So we are here for it this morning. Um, we are so happy to have you here. We can't wait to dive into all the work of Peer Power and everything you do over there. Um, but before we dive into that, just give our listeners a quick intro to who you are and, you know, how you got to be at Peer Power. Okay. Um, well, I am Shelly Gilmore. Um, I am a native of Memphis, Tennessee. <laughs> I went to Germantown High School, um, and then I went to, I got my bachelor's in business, 
what did I get? Business management okay. at UTC. So I graduated um, in 2020 during the pandemic. Ooh. And um, so, of course, I was planning on staying in Chattanooga. Then I came, ended up coming home um, and working here. I worked for another nonprofit for about seven months. Um, and then... I came to Peer Power. I have a best friend that works at Peer Power who was like, hey, I think they have um, an opening in human resources. Mm -hmm. And so he said, actually, I feel like the boss is just like you. Like your boss (laughs) would be your twin. And so I think it would be a perfect fit. So I went over. I met with her, and I was working there um, a month later. Oh, wow. So how long have you been with the org? I will be with them a year next Tuesday. We Yay. love a good <laughs> long happy anniversary. anniversary. Thanks, y'all. <laughs> so, Peer Power is this amazing organization. Uh, you are an amazing asset to them. But some people listening may have never heard of Peer Power. Mm-hmm. So, for those people, let's just take a minute to level set and give a little background. So, what is Pe- Peer Power? What is the mission of the organization? Okay. Well, um, our mission is to inspire and empower students um, through peer-to-peer learning and mentoring. Yeah. Um, we were founded 17 years ago by Charles McVeigh, who is a key person in Memphis in the Memphis community Um, and it was originally the Greater East High Foundation okay Um, so they started in East High School trying to help high school students um, you know matriculate easier through the school system Um, so they began hiring high school juniors and seniors to tutor and mentor their peers and you know freshmen and seniors um, and then eventually they went on to create which uh, what they call the Memphis model, which is where they went to the University of Memphis and started getting their students to go over to these high schools and tutor and mentor um, their students. So now we are in um, 10 high schools through our success coach program. That's what uh, they call them now, success coaches. Um, So we are in 10 schools, nine high schools, and one middle school. But we also just started another program, um, our SIT program, SIT, which is our student intern tutor program. And so that's where we employ high school students to tutor and mentor either other high school students but mainly middle and elementary school Mm -hmm. students in um, Shelby County. Awesome that's I mean amazing work quite frankly I mean I don't know how else to put it so how would you say you know you guys do all this work you talked a little bit about the programming what is the inherent need like why is this such a crucial thing for Memphis? Mm, What a great question. Um, I believe that Memphis is a thriving community. It's a community with a lot of diversity. Um, I believe that a lot of our students, though, um, are are lacking in some of the key things that they're mm-hmm. needing on a day-to-day basis, you know, uh, to elevate them. These tutoring and mentoring programs are um, not only are we doing them, but other entities other organizations and nonprofits are doing them because um, they're seeing that we're Tennessee is one of the lowest um, states as far as education and as far as standard standardized testing and scores and everything like that so of course they're trying to push the narrative and push the issue I guess you could say to move education along and become one of those um, key states and higher states and I know that Memphis not only is Tennessee one of the lowest states but Memphis is one of the lowest cities Mm -hmm. and so um, yeah I think that with peer power and other entities as well they're just trying to fulfill that need of not only being in the schools but also 
combating whatever it is at right. home that is contributing to the lack of, um, I won't say education, but the lack of like development in yeah, education. Yeah, those hard skills of mm-hmm. education, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So what is the difference between like a peer tutor and a success coach, or are they the same thing? Um, so success coaches are college students okay. only. Okay, okay. Um, and sit, is that what you Yes, mean? yes. Sit. I call them sit, just okay. for my own. <laughs> yes, so sit, okay. Uh, sit, our sits are, um, or SITs, mm-hmm. are high school students. So that's the main difference. Okay, um, what have y'all seen is the impact of having literally peers, I mean, it's in the name, peer power, but having like a contemporary doing the tutoring rather than an adult, I guess, or someone that seems farther removed from the reality. Yeah. Um, what I've noticed, so me and my role specifically, I um, help to recruit these students as well as um, onboard them. Okay. So what I've noticed is that I can say all I want to say. I can come in. I can show you peer power. Mm -hmm. I can show you this PowerPoint. I can show you um, these pamphlets, these YouTube videos, all this stuff. Statistics, all this stuff. All of that. But um, until you have your best friend come in and say, I went to peer power tutoring. Mm -hmm. And after that, I got an A. Or after that, um, my GPA went up two points. Until you have somebody who's going through the same exact thing at the same exact time, um, it doesn't matter. And mm-hmm. I think that this generation now is like a scene. They got to see it. They got to see it to believe it rather than hearing it. Um, so they can hear it over and over again from us. But when you see it from your friends and when your friends are the ones who are actually helping you, one, they feel less embarrassed. They feel less pressured. Mm-hmm. And it's they don't feel like, oh, I got to go to tutoring again. It's just like, okay, my friends, I'm going to not only be with my friends, um, other people around me, but they understand it and they're helping me because they're going through the same thing at the same time. It's yeah. so interesting that you say that because I feel like everything I talked to our last guest about how I've been reading about the differences in generational like what is expected yeah. and the workforce and like the younger generations are I was going to say more distrusting of like the adult like advertising world like you said like with just hey I'll come show you my PowerPoint or these pamphlets right. but I like the better um, phrase of they're just more authentic they like more genuine relationships and conversations and yeah. so that way with the peer-to-peer like that just it works yeah <laughs> I agree I agree nothing's better advertisement I feel than word of mouth right so I feel like when you have a buy-in from someone who is like you like whether that's in student you do the same kind of work like in your career like whatever that is as you age I feel like that is the biggest way as you stated outright, like to get someone to do something. Um, So as you kind of, you know, do this work every day and you see these students and you see success stories, I'm curious, like, what is your favorite part of waking up every day and going to work and working for this mission? Um, Okay, that's a great question. Um, Truthfully, I would say my favorite part is something I don't get to experience every day. But, um, okay, so for instance, last week we had... um, I love story time. (laughs) I'm a story girl. Yes, perfect. So um, last week we had um, 
what my boss and I would say like a recruiting week. Mm-hmm. Um, so Monday or was it Tuesday? We went to the UC and uh, sat in the UC and just we did like a women's history trivia game oh, just to encourage yeah. people to come over and so then of course when we got you over there we like oh, do you need a job <laughs> so um we had them come over and just seeing my favorite part was all the students who already worked there mm-hmm. coming up and grabbing their friends and saying like come over here and play this game so then we just got this big group of students standing around that all know each other whether it's success coaches non-success coaches and we're just standing around talking about life and playing games and laughing and joking um and just getting to know each other yeah. and it's kind of like a break from the day for us of course right. from just the office every day day to day but also a break from them um for them as well um and so just being able to finally after you've onboarded them and you've recruited them mm-hmm. you see their personality in these interviews like we do uh, virtual interviews okay so you see their personality in these interviews a little bit but of course they're thinking oh she's not as Absolutely, cool or yeah. whatever so when you finally when they finally come on board being able to have that rapport and move about with them and just learn them and then um we had after that we had another event that Wednesday we had a career fair at the U of M Mm -hmm. and so they were coming up to us at the career fair um, talking to us and grabbing their friends again telling them to come over to peer power so just after that being able to see to build a rapport after them after they've already gotten here um, and finally just the okay we've broken the business side Mm -hmm. of things and now it's just knowing who you are as an employee as a person also just as a student and me someone who i was just a student a couple of years ago yeah i love working with them i love seeing them so finally being able to get just past peer power and yeah. just who are you and what do you do and i think building that relationship just is transformation it's really inspiring because it's it's when that magic place where work is no longer work, it becomes right. fun. Yeah. And I think that's sort of the magic to working for a nonprofit is it's a lot of work. Yeah. It is a lot of work. I don't think any of us sitting at this table would say otherwise. But there are those tiny, like, sometimes not so tiny, but those magical moments where you're like, oh, this is a mission I'm fulfilling. Like, to, to your point, you're sitting there having these conversations with these kids and you're seeing that stuff unfold. And that's just a truly powerful moment because you're like, I love what I do. Yes. And not everybody gets to say that. Yes, I agree at all. Um, it's it's really kind of hard to come by. So being able to say, like, I do love my job. I do love working with everybody. Mm-hmm. Um this is really rewarding and very valuable, especially nowadays. Yeah. So. I love that the example that came to your mind was one about like being out and about and connecting with others mm-hmm. and like really letting everybody's personalities shine through. And like you said earlier, like that word of mouth, like making those authentic connections and yeah. really seeing how that can come to fruition to make an impact in our city. Absolutely. So you are an HR professional. And as one, we have some very important questions that align with our work, Peer Power's work. And so since you're here, I really want to know, you know, with the great resignation that is upon the world, what are some trends that you're seeing kind of in workforce across the board, but more specifically um, among those early career professionals and those that are new to the workforce? 
Mm, okay, you got the <laughs> perfect person to answer this. I, I, I know. I was like, I am asking you this question <laughs> this morning. <laughs> um, truthfully, I hate that people are saying people don't want to work. Yeah. Because that's not the case. Right. People aren't, as somebody very close to me has been telling me over and over again, people are just not settling. Yeah. People don't want to settle. Um, They're not settling for bad relationships anymore. Okay. At all. (laughs) Keep it to the curb. (laughs) (laughs) So I just think that it's not that people don't want to work. It's that people don't want to settle. And I think that the pandemic showed the world, like, we can make it do what it do without Mm, all without, the extraness yeah all the unnecessary absolutely so it's like yeah i i do want to work from home i do want to be remote because i know that we have that capability there's no reason for me to go in it's like it, the job gets done right that's their pro their thought process or um some things you know they want to do the virtual interviews rather than coming in person to do it they would rather have like virtual trainings but also like our trainings that we are doing they they're wanting to be more mm, like self self awareness focused rather than just we've heard like especially a college student they hear enough of the financial literacy um it's like the placeholder talk almost that we've all heard throughout our careers growing up right and to speak to the authenticity piece we're talking about they know the game now and they don't want to play exactly so we have to meet them where they are now exactly that's what it is you got to meet people where they are people are not settling for pay their pay um their working conditions Mm -hmm. things like that and another trend i'm seeing is um not only moving around but just moving up Mm. quickly like people are wanting to um what's the word i'm looking for they want their growth trajectory to happen at a more fast pace right they want because they would rather because people are learning now that okay right i can make more money just transitioning somewhere else rather than staying somewhere Mm -hmm. for five years and building up they would rather just go move around and just change their title. I was shook when I saw the trends there specifically because I am someone in my career I've been very loyal to the organizations that I've worked for I stayed and then I have peers that make we do the same job but like you know at different points in time throughout my career like they've left and then makes significantly more than me maybe right and it's because they left and they stayed in a job a year and it's kind of shocking to see that because I feel a big differentiator in the generations that we're seeing is loyalty is no longer the name of the game it's no longer giving your all to a company just for whatever they give back to you it's like no you are the key player in that game you are an asset to who you work for especially if you're a high performer so if your company is not willing to recognize that then what else choice do you have then to kind of balance right like and I think to your point and I love that you brought up the pandemic and how it kind of shook all of our worlds because I don't think it just shook up the worlds in terms of their great resignation and for us as employees it shook the world for employers Mm -hmm. and they're realizing hey we have to make things better we have to actually look at processes and procedures that have been in place some some of them since the dawn of time have not a lot you know and I think they're also making a conscientious effort to play now too so they can keep those loyal high performers because why do you want to have to replace that talent yeah I I agree I think too that with this being the social media generation Mm -hmm. I think that everything 
they it's kind of inevitable that people are turning over yes. and leaving. So it's like almost the same thing with TikTok, with Instagram, with Snapchat, mm-hmm. with Twitter. You got to catch people where when you can. Yep. So rather than focusing on, okay, how can... I feel like a lot of jobs, going back just a second, I feel like a lot of jobs yeah. some in the past have, okay, when you get here, then in the beginning it might be, you know, just a little bit for you. Mm-hmm. But as you grow, we'll offer you more and more and show you more. But I think now jobs are saying, okay, I'm going to show you everything we can it's on do the table, yeah. up front. And we're going to try and make this the best that we can from day one mm-hmm. because we want you to – see what we got from day one, and hopefully you stay around long enough to help us continue to grow. But if not, at least while you're here, you can maximize your potential here because we're giving you all the tools. We're giving you everything you need to be successful in this small amount of time because they know our generation is not going to be here as long as, you know, previous generations. It's not necessarily about moving up anymore. Absolutely. I love that. I'm sorry. I was just going to say, I love that maximize your potential point you said. Um, I just wanted to like note that because I think that (laughs) is the key indicator there. That's like a big thing is like, okay, on the front end, show that. Mm -hmm. Sorry, AT. No, you're fine. I feel like the things you've been saying too have resonated with, again, I've been um, like doing a lot of research about like generations in the workforce and what's expected, like we talked about. Mm-hmm. And when you said you got to hit it quick, like I, like the statistic that I read was that the, the younger generation coming in to the workforce, so like college students and young professionals, their attention span due to TikTok is like eight seconds. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So like you said, there's also the pandemic has shown that you're not going to settle, like mm-hmm. we talked about earlier. So instead of waiting seven to 10 years to get that extra week of vacation, right? they want it now and they're not going to settle for not for waiting at a company for 10 years to get it. Right. And so all that thing, all those things is like a focus on self-awareness, which is what the college student that we had on right before you was talking about that. That's what like college students want that they have. They want to disrupt everything. They mm-hmm. don't want the status quo. They don't want to play the old game right. that their parents and grandparents played. They want to come in prove their worth and be able to set their own expectations pretty much. Right. And I feel like everything that you've said has just affirmed that from the HR perspective. Mm-hmm. And so all of that comes together for like the perfect storm of things are changing, guys. <laughs> Times are a changing. Yeah. That's all I got to say. I think my question for you would be so often what we hear in this conversation to like not settling whatever we hear the younger generation feels entitled Mm. they don't want to work for it they don't want to wait for it they think it's instant gratification Mm -hmm. how do you combat that with like professionals who may be a little older and be like no it's not that it's actually this (laughs) um i will say there is a very fine fine line Mm -hmm. um because of course there are there's a difference between like self entitlement and like we've been saying no just, your work. Yeah. you're right not settling um i think that we just have to it's just more about showing sh- showing that i don't think that um older you know like recruiters mm-hmm. i don't think they necessarily see it or understand it um that that's that's essentially like social media has just created this. Correct. And I don't think that that is, I think now everybody is starting to get it because of the pandemic, mm-hmm. but it really was happening a little bit before. It was. Oh yeah. I just don't think that, um, 
it was communicated properly. I think, ooh, that's tough. Because yeah. I think regardless, it's always going to be somebody saying that we yeah. we feel like we're entitled. But, I mean, honestly, I don't know. I really That's don't a great know. question. No. It is. It's a great answer to, to say, like, I don't know. Because I do think that honestly is the answer mm-hmm. in some capacity. I think a lot of people don't know. And I think in a way, the Gen Z, like the generations coming up, I don't think it's about entitlement necessarily. And I don't think it's about not having a worth ethic and not wanting to do the work and put in the work. Because I've seen Gen Z and I've seen kids, like we work with college students, like I've seen them put in the work. Yeah. I think it's more, it all goes back to that fine line right Mm -hmm. of employers realizing hey we have to do better yeah that's what I was gonna say I feel like it's more of a misunderstanding Mm -hmm. essentially because I was telling somebody the other day I like my years I was I'm born in 96 Mm -hmm. so my years I think probably maybe 97 and back well let me not say that I'm one of the last of my generation that has seen a world without social media yes Mm -hmm. so our parents, majority of their yeah. life was without internet. Well, I don't want to say internet. Some of them were. I mean, yeah, without yes. internet, <laughs> That's fair. without social media, without phones and all that. So they just don't understand Correct. that this generation doesn't understand because now you have a group of people who didn't, who have grown up with nothing but social mm-hmm. media, nothing but phones. And so it's really just a misunderstanding um, more so than anything because Mm -hmm. it's like you're coming and you're trying to tell us a way or we're trying to show you a way because this is the only thing that a lot of people have seen or understand their attention span has always been like this Mm -hmm. their mind has always been like this they grew up seeing phones they grew up with 30 seconds and all that we are not accustomed to that our parents are not accustomed to that so like you said it is more of a employer and employee saying how can we meet in the middle because it really you I don't think that there ever will be an understanding because it people are on that people who haven't seen that world or who haven't seen a world without social media that's on its way in and people who have it's on its way out and so it's really just you can only meet in the middle and like you said, it is an employer find a way to say, okay, what can we do? How can we fix this? Rather than trying to explain it over and over again, it's more so having those people like myself, who is a little bit younger, being um, in an organization with those who are older, yep. trying to break it down and explain, okay, this is what, because that's all I can do. I tell my boss all the time, okay, well, at school, this is what I did, so maybe we can try this approach. Or this is what my friends who are in this organization who are a little bit younger, this is what they're doing. Maybe mm-hmm. we can try that approach. And that's all you can really do because I don't think they'll ever really understand. I like that we've that y'all like have kind of come to the agreement that it is like a misunderstanding because I do feel like with the example of like not settling and wanting for employers to – show all their bells and whistles and sparkly things in the on the front end as opposed to making an employee wait for them i feel like that's the misunderstanding like the the thing is the employers have the bells and the whistles they just in the past had gotten used to only showing them at a certain like year allotment Mm -hmm. at loyalty Mm -hmm. to like garner that loyalty now it's just a misunderstanding of well when do you show all that stuff when do you put all your cards on the table 
Now the expectation is to put all your cards on the table on the front end. Yeah. It's both parties really having to step out on faith, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. You have to come and say, okay, well, I'm giving you all, I'm showing you all we can do and all we have right now. These are the plans. These are the things we can offer. These are the incentives, the bonuses, all of that. That's all. And it's up to them to say, either I'm going to say, okay, I'm going to stick with you all and move forward and hope that even more can grow from this, or I'm just going to go somewhere else and find someone who meets my needs but understanding that there are more people out there there are a million people looking for a job right now literally (laughs) so there are more people out there so just like and kind of like social media one comes and they can't fulfill that then there are other people who have behind them different right who have different expectations maybe they don't need all Mm -hmm. of that right now so it's just learning the balance also between okay how much do i give out and then how much am i holding back for the next person just in case i think it all goes back to that self-awareness piece which i really like how uh the show today is kind of pivoting toward that yeah it's because it's being self-aware about one what you need right and then it's a company being self-aware about what they can actually provide Mm -hmm. and it goes back to that interview process which i think is so important because it's and i said this earlier in our episode today the interview process is not just for the employer any longer. It is for the employee too. It's like, are you a fit for me as much as this job would be a fit for Mm -hmm. me to do, you know? And so the reason I wanted to bring all of this up with you specifically is not only because you're an HR professional, but because you work with these, the youth Mm -hmm. of today. And like these things matter. These are the things that are going to matter to them exponentially as they go through college and then go into the workforce or, you know, whatever they choose to do with their lives. Um, So I think it's very crucial that we have people like you in these seats to like run these conversations because it is going to I think make the biggest difference long term yeah I agree self-awareness and authenticity employers and employees young talent old talent alike this is this is what we're looking at we're leaning in to self-awareness and authenticity being transparent with everything that you want and need yes that's just life overall Mm -hmm. as you're saying like everything is just you can't get, I don't want to say you can't get away with anything, but you kind of can't get away with a lot now because, mm-hmm. I mean, that's just ex- expected now. Just openness and transparency yeah. all across the board. Relationships, jobs, schools, all yep. of that. People are willing to hold your feet to the fire now. Yes. In a sense. snaps. It's taking so, a minute. Yeah. It sh- I mean, and you should. You should be held accountable. Like, and so no matter what that is in the workforce, like, transparency is the key. And I am a big 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 proponent of transparency um i i get it it's a business but at the end of the day people are what make everything possible in our city from the youngest people who are in our school systems to the senior level executives at companies it's all needed to kind of make this thing go around so i wanted to ask you Mm -hmm. you know before you go like we had a few little quick questions i know at put together um if people contact you to try and like get involved or like want a job do you think they should do it through linkedin is phone or email still the best like route like what's the new best way to like reach out to an employer for us specifically or just period both yeah, like what is the trends like with y'all and then in general with the world, I guess? Um, okay, for us, we have like our website. And so um, just we don't mainly we send out emails. Mm-hmm. Um, so doing emails um, to the different schools and whatnot yeah. and having them reach out to us via email. 
I would say as a whole, though, um, this generation is more so, of course, LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. um, but a lot of the jobs, too, are like these job boards. Okay. Um, all the jobs that I've found since I've been um, out of school mm -hmm. have been from like Choose 901. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, so yeah. Like, like community partners yeah. and like, yeah. Okay. Um, as well as um, a lot of these social media sites are creating like groups mm -hmm. with pages and pages of jobs specifically relating to which I like mm -hmm. specifically relating to like okay this black women in tech movement mm -hmm. or this uh, black men in engineering movement uh, okay um, yeah 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 so, like very specific uh -huh. okay like Twitter is so a lot of, of social media are creating like communities more so than it just being a website or an app it's like a community now yeah. and so they're creating pages with different so you can go specifically to whatever community you're interested in and going and finding those jobs uh, that are being offered that relate to that community Gosh, um wow. and also these um um i can't think of the word like schools specifically we hire college students like mm -hmm. i said so these schools are doing um putting a lot into handshake um and yeah. all these different uh, like college recruiting yeah. platforms so i think those are the main trends um that i'm seeing awesome i think that's really interesting and the reason i wanted to ask that i know people are probably like you're here to talk about peer power which we have and we're going to circle back but i think it all matters when you talk about the grand scheme of memphis and kind of the circle of that trajectory because it how peer power loops into what new memphis does work and within the entire workforce mm -hmm. it's a big circle yeah everybody is a key player in the game and I just think it's a very important thing that not everyone gets to understand mm -hmm. and you just put it in a very enlightening perspective for everyone how these little pieces all add up to one big hole right I agree I agree I it just makes me excited <laughs> um so back to peer power we've talked like about what you guys do and how you do it and the programming you have um but if someone wants to be a part of peer power whether that's they want to be a peer mentor or they're a, they're a parent of a student or a student listening i don't know how young our demographic skews on the <laughs> podcast um but how do they get involved okay i wear so our website is peerpowerfoundation.org um you can get anything you need to know on there we have um, a specific place for success coaches to come and apply um, for students. We also have a specific, a specific place for student intern tutors to come and inquire about how they mm -hmm. can get involved, what the criteria is for that. Um, we also have social media, Peer Power Foundation um, 901 on Instagram and Facebook. That's Love where that. a lot of people, we try to interact with people as much as we can on those platforms. Um, and then we're always in the community. We're always mm -hmm. out and event. about. Yeah. <laughs> we're always in the event uh, being represented or representing somewhere in some capacity. So, um, yeah. Awesome. Are there any key requirements or things you guys look for in a peer mentor? Um, so to be a success coach, you have to be um, a current student, a current college student or a recent grad or a graduate student. Okay. Um, you have to have a... 275 GPA um, and yeah that's really about it to that's be not that bad yeah yeah, it's really not it's, it's not too much love that you make the barrier to entry kind of more yeah. accessible for the whole because you know 
I feel like peer-to-peer is such an interesting format. And so, like, yeah. having as many people available to tutor these younger kids in the next gen, I just think is so important. Yeah, I agree. So, do you – oh, sorry. Go ahead, T. Oh, uh, so what kind of time commitment is it for those who are interested? So, um, you can work anywhere from 9 to 29 hours a week. So, we are in – our job specifically, um, our success coaches are in the student – are in the classroom with the students – in real time so as they're learning this material they're in there mm-hmm. with the teacher so it's during the SCS school day okay so you can either work um, you know in the morning or in the afternoon or like if we have a graduate student they might just work all day like a teacher yeah. so okay very interesting I like it mm-hmm. I know I think it's it's such an interesting model you guys have built um, and I think it really is what sets you guys apart because I mean there's other mentoring organizations in the city of Mm -hmm. course Um, but when I think of peer power I always think of I mean it's in the name as we've said already not to get too (laughs) cheesy but it is about that peer-to-peer experience it's about making a connection above everything else and then the rest kind of follows more easily almost right? right yeah I agree I think that them being able to go into those classrooms and being in that school um, with them while they're learning it helps so much more because it's like in real time like okay you see what they're talking about right now um and being able to help right now so that you know they're not going home and forgetting there's not like second guessing either there's not like hey my teacher said we have to do it this way it's like well actually i was there too and this is what they said exactly (laughs) holding them accountable (laughs) (laughs) so does people have any upcoming like events or things like what's on the horizon and you know how can you know people support you guys in those future endeavors yes okay so we will be um Next month, on April 19th, we will be hosting our hiring fair. Um, We're going to be um, partnering with not only you all here with me in Memphis for headshots, um, professional headshots. So if anybody's interested in getting a professional headshot for their LinkedIn profile or any other platform, um, If you're like me and yours is severely outdated. (laughs) I don't even have one. I know. I don't even have one. Perfect. You can get yours then. I am. Um, we're also going to be doing, um, so Dress for Success, we're partnering with them to bring blazers and pearls, mm, um, as it. well love as it. our career services um, from the U of M is doing on-the-spot resume review. <gasps> so if you just want to bring your resume up and, okay, give me two minutes. Let me see what a, you know, you know an employer would think yeah. of about your resume on the spot right here in real time. So giving them feedback on that as well. Um, and then, of course, we're hiring there. So you can interview, you can apply and interview on the spot, and we'll be giving out um, offer letters within two days after that. What? So trying to get these people. The turnaround yeah. time. I know yes. it. Yes. So be there or be square, people. <laughs> right. right. Oh, That's gosh. in just a little bit on April 19th. Yes. Yeah. Shelly, right. thank you so much for being Like, you have given me such a wealth of knowledge. I could talk to you forever about this. Like, I have a list of questions. I'm have one more before you go. Okay. I know we're running low on time. Okay. But since you are a native Memphian, correct? Mm-hmm. Like, you've been here. You've chosen to make your career here. I like to end the show by asking uh, one of our guests this question each time. What does being a Memphian mean to you? Oh, wow. What a question. Let me tell you something. Being, going to Chattanooga and going to UTC, um, when I was, when I was in high school, it was like, okay, yeah, I'm from Memphis, everybody, y'all cool, Mm. we're all cool. (laughs) But when you go to another Tennessee city and you see 
like the connection mm-hmm. and the rapport like we got each other's back regardless and so being a memphian is one having each other's back being supportive but also being authentic i think that memphis people are some of the most real raw uncut mm-hmm. unfiltered mm-hmm. authentic people and when i was in chattanooga um, so many of the things that I had kind of like picked up because I was in six, I was in school <laughs> six years, y'all don't. But uh, be, so being there for six years and then coming back home, yeah, it's like I feel like I'm getting a lot of confidence back. Um, I feel like I'm getting a lot of uh, sense back, street yeah. sense, and just overall common sense. I feel like Memphis is just, just so real and raw and so being a memphian means being yourself being 100 percent, giving 100 percent um whether it's in the community whether it's to yourself to your peers um and just being an overall fun person because i think we're pretty fun i do too so you heard it here um we like our people like we like our water unfiltered okay (laughs) because we got the best water in in the world Here for it, here for the authenticity of this episode. And Shelly, thank you so much for spending your time thank with you us this all. morning. I've had such a great time. Y'all have really let me live a dream. So. <laughs> I love it. I love it too. Love it. Well, Making dreams a reality. <laughs> well, thank you so much. And we'll see you hopefully soon and get an update on Pure Power, maybe a little later in the year. Yes, let's but, do it. All right. Bye. Bye. All right, that was another episode, and I do not know about you guys, but I know me and AT are on one this morning because talking about this is just so, it's scary, but it's exciting to see what's on the horizon. It's fascinating to me, and it's so fascinating, all the nuances between generations and what the expectations are in the workplace. And how they're shifting. I mean, and we got both sides of it today. We Mm -hmm. got uh, Logan with the collegiate perspective, and we got Shelly with the HR employee, employer perspective and it's just really really fascinating it is so intriguing and to have Shelly was such an asset and to have Logan as well but Shelly is a younger HR professional which I think is such a key because she exists in that demo where she's not so far removed from college that she doesn't remember what it was like to be an incoming graduate into the workforce Um, and to us who have been out of college for over a decade, around mm. a decade, eighteen. Cough, cough. Um, uh, you know, we have been separated from that, but we are still millennials in the workforce. So figuring out how we are all aligned and where we're a little differentiating, like that is these are the conversations that need to be had to make us better in the future and to as we said before bridge those divides and meet in the middle like Shelly said how can we all meet in the mm-hmm. middle and work together and pull our city forward so that we're all going in the same direction um and we will be stronger together i believe yes, it, Memphis. i, believe I it. do too speaking of stronger together how can people get stronger together by hooking up with new memphis at well um, it is officially April, which means that we are actively recruiting for college students for launch summer experience and for our fall Accelerate cohort. So what does that mean exactly? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> um, as you just heard from Logan, college students want to make connections. They want to build that self-awareness and get out in the community. And New Memphis is here to do just that. So launch summer experience is a series of free Yes, you heard it correctly, free events over the summer that help introduce college students to the many wonderful ways that our city is worth celebrating. It's important to note that you do not have to be from Memphis or go to a Memphis-based college or university in order to participate in summer experience. 
I think that's an important tidbit for people to know. If you're just in the city for the summer for your internship experience or you're just visiting whatever in Memphis for the summer, you can come out too and play. Absolutely. Our data shows that um, the more students engage with the city that they're in, the more likely they are to seek employment in that city post-graduation. And that is a win for everyone. We love a data point. Oh, yes. And our Fall Accelerate program is a way for college students who are based in Memphis during the school year to level up on connections and get assistance with resumes, interview skills, and more, which you also heard Logan talk about earlier. Mm -hmm. You can learn more about how our collegians can get connected at newmemphislaunch.org or at newmemphis.org. Yeah, guys, as a reminder, Collegiate Programming is kicking off uh, right now for you guys to get involved. But, you know, all of our programming is open to recruitment all year long. And it is a very exciting time here at New Memphis and to be a part. Um, Our LDI, which is the Leadership Development Intensive, New Memphis' flagship development program for senior level leaders, is actually celebrating its 25th anniversary this year. Woohoo! that means we have been in this leadership game for over 25 years now. Quarter of a um, century. Yes. And so we are one of the top orgs in the city dedicated to supporting leaders, just like you and the ones that we have on this show every single week. So if you want to get in on the fun and become part of us and become part of this programming, you can also do that at newmemphis.org and learn some more. Um, as always. We are a nonprofit, guys. 501c3 nonprofit. That means we rely on donations from people like you to do this work. If you believe in uplifting the power of the people and their voices and giving back to Memphis, if you have come to an event for free, if you have come to an event that you paid for and love it and loved what you see, if you have experienced the touch of New Memphis in the city in some way or form, because I guarantee you every room you've walked in, there is a New Memphian there. Give us a little donation to help us keep this work running. Uh, It's no gift too big, no gift too small. Seriously, $5 helps just as well as $100 um, or more if you are so obliged. (laughs) Uh, But we love doing this work. We love being able to bring back all of these gifts to our city and uplift the people in our community who also do the big things and make them happen. So go to newmemphis.org, make a donation, apply for a program. And then of course, you can always follow us on social media at the new Memphis. And I think with that, we're going to go back to our offices AT and just kind of process the amazingness that happened today. I'm just going to marinate on all of these like truths that these little truth nuggets that Logan and Shelly both like gave us today. I mean, it really, I have so much to think about. And I would also challenge everybody who listens to this to share it with somebody else Mm -hmm. because our workforce needs to know all of the things that were said today. And we can only get better once we know how. And this is one way. Yeah. As a workforce development organization, I think these conversations are hard to sometimes have because we all do have different perspectives but it all meets in the middle i'm not going to sing the country song when we meet in the middle and with that memphis we will see you next week and that has been meanwhile in memphis for the day bye (laughs) bye